Welcome to Two Chicks, Three Seats, the podcast that takes a look at the hospitality industry's hottest topics. Two Chicks, Three Seats is hosted by Kate Kennedy and Rachel Calkins and is brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader in event management software. Find out more about Triple Seat at TripleSeat.com. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to Two Chicks, Three Seats. Today, we are joined by a very special guest for the second time, Triple Seats founder and CEO, Jonathan Morse. For this episode, we're going to be talking about the current state of the hospitality and events industry, some trends we're seeing from our own Triple Seat customers right now, and what we anticipate the rest of 2022 to look like. So welcome to the podcast, Jono. Thank you. And before we start... Hmm. Kennedy. Yes. What do we start? What do we need to start with? A dad joke. I knew this was coming. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Fire dad away. jokes. Oh, you want me to give one? I was going to yeah. ask you to give one. Oh, no, I do. I always start. I have one. I have one. Oh, Rachel, go. I bet you Save do. Me. What Save do you me. call? What do you call an alligator wearing a vest? I don't know. What? An investigator. <laughs> Was it good? Okay. okay, that was really funny. Hey, at least I, we're not talking I, about mountains of kittens, right, Jono? Right. Well, uh, Rachel, I know your dad, so I know where exactly where that joke came from, and that's a good one. It's pretty good, right? right? I, I have one because Colby brought one home from camp, and I just had to remember it in my head. It's really easy, so it's going to be embarrassing that I couldn't remember it in my head at first. What do baby computers call their fathers? I don't know. Data. Uh, <laughs> all right. If we're going to stay with the computer theme, mm-hmm. what do you call a singing computer? What? Adele. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That was good. That was good. Thank you very much. Right here. All right. Well, we got those out of the way. If you have your dad jokes, please submit them and we'll yeah. consider them for future episodes. We should do an entire episode of dad jokes. I mean, maybe that's we, how we should be starting we, all of our intros, Kate, without Jono here too. Like they should always have dad jokes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to move us on to some important information. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, we, Rachel and I ran some reports and we saw that about 520, uh, 20, 520, <laughs> I don't know how I just said that wrong. 520,000 leads um, have come through to our customers in just the past 30 days, which is pretty outrageous. Do you think that's accurate? Is that accurate? No, that's not accurate. In the last, <laughs> in the last six months. Okay, I wish so, it was 520,000 leads in a month. Okay, but I feel like our reporting is off then. Rachel, we have to figure something out. Because we were <laughs> like, that's amazing. How is that possible? All right, it's not possible, everybody. It's fine. Six months. Still really great, though. Still pretty yeah. amazing. So um, with that, that's why I wanted to intro with that and just make sure that we weren't being absolutely insane. Um, but we've heard from our customers about their really busy events calendar. We've got, gotten, Rachel and I have gotten emails from some past people who have been on the podcast talking about all the events that they're planning upcoming in 2022. Um, and we've hosted a bunch of party people events ourselves and the marketing team. And we even conducted a survey 
last month that showed cons- um, what consumers are planning for 2022. And I think one of the stats, Rachel, correct me if I'm wrong, but that each person that we that we asked, and these are consumers, not our customers, the consumers said that they were planning at least two to three events in 2022. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, so that's, that's correct. huge. I mean, that's, you know, that was an average, which means some were more, which is great. Um, so do you think at this point, it's safe to say that our events are back to pre-pandemic levels, maybe? <laughs> yes, and even a better yes. So oh, all right. Yeah, it's it's not a if it if it's back or not back. Mm-hmm. What what's happening in a basically since since twenty one going into twenty two, events have just gone off the chain. So we're averaging around twenty eight thousand leads a day uh, for events, um, not five hundred thousand, but twenty eight thousand um, leads a day for for events. And of the twenty eight thousand, when you dive into it. A majority of that is social. So what social is, is um, people looking to do birthday parties, bar mitzvahs, weddings, reunions, family stuff. So that's basically what social is. Social is usually not that high. It's usually combined with corporate. So corporate business is just what it sounds like. Um, Companies doing meetings, you know, um, breakout stuff, you know, whatever you, whatever you want, but it's corporate, mm-hmm. but corporate business hasn't really come back a hundred percent. It's probably come back about 25 to 30%. So what we, what we're seeing is, and the reason it's yes and yes, is that social has come back huge at 28,000 leads per day. But when you get corporate back, that number could double. Right. Um, and so events are just crazy right now um, without corporate business. So the, the corporate business is starting to come back for restaurants and it's going to come back even bigger than pre-COVID because a lot of companies are now hybrid. Yeah. Um, hybrid or remote. So <clears throat> what that means is they're going to get the team together at least once a month or, you know, whatever the case may be. So every, every couple, every couple of weeks, um, but they're going to do that off site. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're going to have, you know, corporate meetings or, you know, departmental meetings and they're going to do them at a restaurant. So yeah. I see corporate meetings, especially, you know, starting in September, October, November and going into 23, really kind of stepping on the gas because they're going to have to do something to get the team together through bonding or whatever the case may be, you know, through events. Yeah. And even if they're not booking at, at the restaurant, there's a great chance that if they're not booking at a restaurant, they're booking catering and bringing it to their offices as well. So there's more money for restaurants in the catering aspect of the corporate side too. Yeah, yeah, sure. So they're like, hey, listen, you know, we're going to fly everybody into the office and mm-hmm. let's have a little shindig at the office. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a great point. More events to come. <laughs> you know, well, it, 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 so this is my like kind of looking into the crystal ball type of thing is if you look at lunch, especially people that 
do lunch with to the corporate crowd, their business is way off, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because there's nobody in the offices to do lunch. So their, their business is totally off. But that opens them up to do lunch events, which they typically wouldn't do, but now they can do. So now there's an opportunity, even though their lunch business is down, they can bring the lunch business back as promoting themselves more towards have a meeting here or catering for the lunch period because they have the capacity to do it because the offices are, are, uh, aren't fully uh, occupied. Makes sense. Definitely. So, I mean, that's like, I feel like we've also been hearing that when we talk to customers too and talk to them at party people events, everyone's saying social is doing well, corporate's on the rise back. So that's all looking optimistically. Events are great. So kind of just looking at the state of the industry right now and like where we are <laughs> in the economy and everything like that. So we have been seeing the success for events, but of course there are some challenges that people have at the back of their heads, some out of the restaurant's control. So we just want to kind of talk about some of those challenges with you and hear your perspective and maybe some different ways that our customers could be thinking about what's happening right now. So first off, with the state of the economy and inflation right now, there is a talk of potentially an upcoming recession. So for you as a business owner and in the hospitality industry, what are your thoughts on this looking into your own crystal ball, essentially? My crystal ball? Your crystal um, ball. What does it say? <laughs> when it comes to restaurants, recessions, inflation, pandemics, They've been through it all, right? Um, upcoming recession, if it happens, it happens. I can't tell you really if, if it is going to happen or not. I mean, I wish I could. I wish I had that kind of crystal ball. <laughs> but it's not going to be the same recession that we had like in 2008 and 2009, right? It's going to be a different type of recession. And, and all that really means, you know, to the restaurant world is, is kind of when you look at a recession, you kind of, you, you think layoffs, right? Because companies yeah. are going to lay people off and stuff like that. And in the restaurant world, again, no, if you're relying a hundred percent on corporate business, it could be kind of like, well, that sucks. But like I said earlier, their lunch business really isn't back. I don't see it coming back because a lot of it, companies are hybrid mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. The in, in the big scheme of things, it's really not going to have that big of an effect on restaurants because I still think people are going to have birthday parties. They're still going to have, you know, bar minutes, visits, still going to have weddings, recession or not. I mean, they're doing it now with an inflation, right? Right. So everything's super expensive, um, but that hasn't slowed them down. The mm -hmm. recession is, is, is just another bump in the road on the, on, on our, as we kind of get through post-COVID stuff. So my my big prediction here is, is that um, it's really not going to affect the restaurants as far as the event business is concerned in a big way. Yeah. What's interesting to note is that I founded Triple C during, in 2009, in the middle of a recession. And if people remember back then, you know, Beer Stern and a bunch of other financial firms got hammered yeah. Because they were having these elaborate events uh, at hotels, right? They're having like champagne toasts and champagne fountains. And people were like, what the hell? 
Um, and then what they did is they, they still had those events. They downsized them and it actually benefited the restaurants because they went from hotels, which, you know, hotels we sell to also. And I, I don't want their business to go away, but they, <laughs> downsized, they downsized the those events to restaurants, you know, and they didn't really have that big of a financial impact on the restaurants. As a matter of fact, it had the reverse. I mean, those restaurants all of a sudden like were crazy on the corporate side. Um, so I don't see it really hurting restaurants going forward. Um, it might actually, nobody wants a recession, but it might actually. Right. I, I do feel like, especially since we're coming like right now, we're sort of in that like post COVID situation where there's a labor shortage for restaurants and, um, you know, specifically, and I do feel like, and maybe I'm crazy, but I do feel like a recession might actually boost or like help that issue because if people are getting laid off from other jobs, where are they going to go to get jobs? They're going to go to restaurants. It's not crazy. I, it, no, I mean, it's not, not that it's, it's a good thing in the end, but it, it, it could help with the labor shortage that re like some restaurants are seeing. You know, there's some good with the yeah. bad, I suppose. No, no, I, I hear you, right? We're yeah. not hoping for a recession. No, we're, we're certainly we're, not. We're looking, we're looking for the silver lining of a recession. Right, um, right. And that's right. <clears throat> restaurants historically has always been a place for people not only to have their first job, but also maybe have their 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 second job or if they need to make, you know, uh, some additional revenue, that's a good place for them to go yeah. um, or, or, or money. Um, that's a good place for the go. It's always been there, right? Yeah. It's always been there. And the um, and, that, and that could happen. That very well could happen. You know, I think. The, the, the biggest threat to events in restaurants and hotels is the fact that there's such a labor shortage. Yeah. Um, there's a labor shortage on, on event managers, obviously. Um, there's, a vet, there's a labor shortage on servers and managers to <laughs> execute on those events. Um, and that's really the biggest threat. It, that, not inflation and not recession. It's, it's the, the fact that they would take more event business if they could staff they could. it. Right. Right. I mean, I feel like right now it's like general managers running the ship, right? Like if they have one, it's like a general manager who's also the event manager, who also is the kitchen manager, who's also, you know, the bar manager and right. may actually serve food as well. So it's right. I get it. It's kind of a double edged sword for restaurants right now because they're under they're understaffed, right? And people want their events. They're calling and they want a response right away. And if they're not getting a response right away, they're calling around. Mm -hmm. So they're like, like shit, I can't answer the phone and then cook the pasta and then clean the table and then hire the staff and then do right. all this. So things are falling through the cracks, especially when it comes to events. And that's where uh, Triple C Direct falls. Right. right. Where they have the ability, uh, restaurants have the ability to let their customers book their own event. Right. And, mm -hmm. and plan it themselves. So they can um, not only capture the lead, but they can have the consumer, their, their guests can mm -hmm. book it for them. They're literally doing their job. Um, all they have to do now is accept or deny that, that, 
booking and execute on it. So yeah. it saves them a lot of steps. And, and if they don't have an event manager, it, it doesn't mean they can't do events. And that's where Triple C Direct for in-house events comes into play. Yeah. And you alluded to the catering earlier, and that's what Triple C Direct does on that catering and the pickup and the delivery to um, on larger events. If people want to do like big like poo-poo platters or whatever, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to lose that business because they're understaffed. Yeah. Yeah. And even on the Triple C side, um, without Triple C Direct, all like if, when you said like they don't have anyone to respond to the leads coming in or, you know, inquiries or whatever, with Triple C, it responds for you. You can set up automatic responses. So if you don't have time, at least the client's getting a response right away within seconds. And then you can follow up on it when you do have the time. And the same for Triple C Direct, they'll automatically get a response. So they don't have to, the client's not waiting and wondering and just sitting around. So, yeah. Yeah, it's. It, it's, it's just a really unique time for mm -hmm. I've never seen it like this before where the demand is just next level. Staffing is so difficult. Yeah. You're in the middle of inflation, right? Um, so like prices are super expensive. And then all of a sudden you're going to move your way into a recession. And it's just kind of like you're being ping pong back and forth. But that's also where te technology, not just for restaurants, but technology mm -hmm. in general can kind of, smooth that path out right mm -hmm. so you're not so like back and forth up and down technology can really kind of come in and take a lot of burdens or or um increase opportunities for you as as you're kind of navigating all these crazy choppy waters right right streams line streamlines everything for you it's one of my no, favorite words fine. I love Only that, that is a tagline, Kennedy, right? I use it way too much. <laughs> it's the nothing else. Literally nothing else explains it as well as streamlining. It's just, it, it just, you know, it encompasses so many different elements. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Can the events industry catch a break right now? It is a, yeah. a ping-ponging, like, situation. And how ironic if, like, the end of the pandemic, people now wanting jobs, if that's, like, the silver lining. It's... It's a little ironic yeah. how that would work out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, I mean, restaurants are always there. They seem to be like in hard times and good times. You know, restaurants mm -hmm. are, you know, you know, there's there's always a discussion around healthcare and wages, but I think a lot of people that own restaurants, especially SMB restaurants or sm mm -hmm. small businesses, understand that. And there was also an opportunity post-COVID to relook at how your menus work, yeah. uh, where your pricing is at. And uh, when it comes to events, you know, we we're seeing trends with rental coming back, F and B being used, uh, minimum F and B being used in a smarter way, mm -hmm. not selling the same room at the same price on different days and having the opportunity to, to, to raise prices. We've also seen restaurants, you know, put in additional fees, but to no detriment, to their business, right. people, people willing to pay, yeah. right? So that was always the big fear was if I raise my prices or if I do this or I do that, my competitor is not going to, and I'm just gonna put myself out of business. That's just not the case right now. So there's that opportunity again to do that. And as far as competition is concerned, let's face it, there's not a there's lot left. of rest. 
there's less restaurants, right? Yeah. Uh, but we are seeing an interesting uh, trend number two. We are seeing <laughs> of people buying the restaurants that went out. So it's kind of like, you know, the strong eating the weak. And but the but they're consolidating, right? So it's mm-hmm. like those restaurants aren't necessarily going out of business. They're they're exchanging ownership. Yeah. Right. And and some restaurant owners are like, hey, listen, I'll have a restaurant on this block, but now I have an opportunity to have a restaurant on this block. And mm-hmm. they're, and they're taking advantage of that, which in a in a good way. Um but it, when you when you do that, you also have less competition and a little bit more pricing flexibility. Yeah, it makes sense. It's sort of like with the, the pandemic and also, I guess, with the recession, when you have when you have to make changes, right? There's a quote and I can't think of it. Necessity. Necessity is the mother of, of invention. Did I? I didn't just make that up. I you swear to God. It right, but you got it close enough. It's close. What is it? Why can't I think of it? <laughs> I think so it was close. like. See now, I'm going to step into it now. I, I think it was Thomas Edison who said it. But I think it was too. I think yeah. it was too. <laughs> Anyways, you I get the point. <laughs> I think it's the mother of invention or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So close. I was close. But yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense when you when you have to when you're forced to make changes. Um, sometimes in the end, it it's beneficial to the business as a whole because you know if you're just complacent and sitting around and not making those changes or afraid to make those changes that don't necessarily have to at the time, you're never going to see the difference. So, yeah. And I think, I think doesn't like, I feel like rent, if, if we go to a recession, I hate to say like, it's, you know, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I feel like rent could definitely go down as far. Cause I feel like rent is really high right now for a lot of restaurants and in every market and every, I don't. I don't see I think that. It's happening. the opposite, no. isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah I just, because the landlords took it on the chin for, yeah. for a year and a half, right? And I don't see themselves lowering rent because of a recession. That's typically what you you don't see. You don't see that. But what you could see, you know, again, borrowing off of two thousand eight, two thousand nine, is mm-hmm. it got busier. You, yeah. you might see restaurants get more restaurants but here's here's the rub right money isn't cheap anymore Um, so interest rates you know for them to take out a business loan to get that second or third restaurant is much higher yeah but if a recession comes into place that usually means things are cooling down Mm -hmm. you might see a change in interest rates i don't think you're going to see a change in 22 but in 23 you might see a change in interest rates um going down which would again help the restaurants go get that third restaurant or fourth restaurant. Right. I think that I've become sense. more interested in economics in the past 15 minutes than <laughs> I have been in a while. <laughs> I know. I know. You're going back to your college days when you yeah. took economics 101. I hated I hated uh, econ back in the day, but now I'm like, this is actually kind of interesting. Why why wasn't there an economics major? Interesting because it affects you. Right. Yeah. Right. It didn't affect the college. Like, like if you're trying to buy a house, right? And all right. of a sudden interest rates go up because of inflation and, mm-hmm. and that's how they're fighting inflation. You're like, shit, I remember learning about that. Exactly. But now it's in, pra- but now it's in practice. Mm-hmm. Now it's all like, around me, real life. I yeah. That's yep. right. I agree. Yeah. I didn't care anything. I could 
I don't even know if I passed econ in college, to be honest with you. And I didn't think of any of that stuff that I learned until I bought my first house. It was literally, or even like my first, to be honest with you, even when I bought my first car, which sadly was post-college because I lived in cities and I didn't need one, but all of that stuff, I was never interested in any of it. So you're growing up, Rachel, look at you becoming an adult. (laughs) Um, Anyways. So one last question about kind of the temperature of the industry and just what we're saying right now. So speaking kind of specifically to our hotel customers or to restaurant customers in cities that earn a lot of their revenue from tourism business. We we're kind of like on the waiting to see what happens with recession, but in the news right now is a lot of stuff about how flying and travel like tourism in that regard, flying on airplanes is kind of a shit show at the moment. Um, So kind of like keeping in mind what people are thinking um, with people's budgets what should customers in these areas, so in those tourism cities as restaurants or hotels, be doing right now? So, again, you know, I don't really have all the data points in front of me, but I can just go by what I see around me is tourism and people traveling. The fact that we're having these problems at the airport is because they are doing that. Right. right? right. <laughs> so it's actually like, it's a good problem to have as a consumer. It sucks, right? Nobody wants to be in a TSA line for like four hours, no. um, but it, it just shows again, airlines are having the same problem that restaurants are having where they're understaffed, right? Pilots can only fly for so long and, 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 um, and airline staff can only be on the planes for so long and they're understaffed. So you're, you're having these huge backups and, but you're having these huge backups because everybody's, travel right. um so i think wherever people are traveling to a lot of people travel into europe right now it, again it's a it's a positive for the restaurants and the hotels i mean i think hotel occupancy is back i think hotels are sold out um or close to occupancy maybe 80 to 90 percent and it's predominantly back i would again similar to ours it's through transient meaning, you know, people, families and stuff like that versus corporate events, large events are back. I mean, you know, this, those are all back. Um, I think I saw last time that occupancy for large events was around 65, 70%, still a, a tad lower than, than pre-COVID, but it, it's 70%, right? Yeah. I think what's really getting clobbered right now is virtual events. I don't think anybody wants to do a virtual event. Um, maybe the you can have a virtual event as an add-on, I mean, like in-person, but you, you can do it virtually. Yeah. But I think the technology, all the technology around virtual events is taking it on the chin big time. There's been a bunch of layoffs recently on virtual event technology companies yeah. because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, if I never go to a virtual event again, I'll be, I'll be okay with that. I'm totally yeah. agreed. I agree. I yeah. definitely agree. I don't even I mean, like Zoom Rachel, meetings. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, you just, you just got back from um, high tech. Yeah. How, how- it was packed. I mean, every hotel around was like sold out. Half of our group got walked because of it. Everyone, it was, I think it was one of their highest numbers yet um, at the trade show. So, I mean, it was, people were happy to be there, excited to be back for like, I think it was the first, it was the first real full capacity since two years ago. So everyone was happy to be there and not looking to, to go backwards. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they didn't want to do like a, a virtual booth, right? They, no. they wanted to like talk to people because that's we're humans. That's what humans want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that mm-hmm. and that holds true for events uh, at restaurants or hotels. Is like I don't want to do a virtual birthday party. Do you? Of course not. No. So you want to do it wherever you want to do it. You don't want to do a micro wedding. Well, right. Maybe you do, but you don't mm-hmm. want like, but you don't want to do a wedding. And you're told you can only have 10 people there, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's why, you know, inflation hasn't knocked the restaurants on their knees. And a recession is not going to do it either. Um, and just by the human nature that people want to do in-person events, no matter what style they are, corporate or social. Yeah. Since you're, you brought up virtual events, Jono. Do you have any insight or, um, <laughs> I know what you're asking. I know what you're asking. Um, I opinions. At the end. I wanted to ask this at the oh, end. Oh, I'm Kate. sorry, but it, it fits so well right here. Doesn't it? Yeah, go for it. All right. The metaverse. Kate and I have, Kate and I have like a nerdy obsession with this. Okay. The, the metaverse and events in the metaverse. I need to know what your opinion on this is. It's all right. So let me formulate one. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to poo-poo the whole meta thing, but I will. <laughs> there, there's, there's space for all of it. It doesn't have to. I don't think it has to be a choice. It doesn't have to be A. It doesn't have to be B. Right? If, if uh, I think it's very early. My whole feeling. I think on the metaverse, you have to wear those Oculus glasses, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, well, for some of it, um, that's like the virtual reality, like the VR side of it. <clears throat> but I think, have you heard of um, the Fly Fish restaurant in New York City? It's like Gary V's initiative. And so you basically, it's like a members only restaurant club in New York. And we heard about this from one of our other guests that we had on, but you have to, to become a member, then you have to join by like buying nfts on the blockchain essentially and so it's obviously really expensive it's going to be like this exclusive thing but then there is a restaurant that they're building in new york so it is around and then there's going to be like events and stuff for the members but it's associated with being on the blockchain so that's just one example of what we've seen about how it's done but then i feel like we have seen kate like people doing like more like like fashion shows in the metaverse mm-hmm. stuff like that where you like log i don't know how you log on essentially well, it's, but- i think it's simple it's similar to the way we did our holiday party in 2020 mm-hmm. or in 2021 rather where we had that like it was that software or app or whatever that you yeah. use and you're like together like but not together because right. you're online a lot of it's like that it's more it's definitely more advanced than than what we use but there is a lot of it that's not like you don't have to wear the glasses you just log into your computer and you go into this like online world, like how you, my kid plays Roblox, right? It's like the same, same idea, I guess. Yeah. So um, no matter what I say about it, I'm going to sound like an old man yelling at the class. <laughs> so like I said, it, I, I don't see it being a choice, like mm-hmm. you either do this or you do that. So in, in that, in that respect, you know, whatever floats you about in, in if, if doing it through the, uh, the meta world, makes you happy then i'm all for it is it is it for me i i don't know i'm not i've seen it i've never i just don't i think you lose you still lose that human connection Mm -hmm. right like you mentioned um what's his name gary gary v yeah 
Right. So he's doing all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you still have to go to a place. Right. right. He's still building you're a brick and mortar. Shit. Yeah. Right. But but you're still going to a restaurant. I right. Mean, right. So what, what, what's the difference? What's the difference from what he's doing than like Soho House? Right? Exactly. I guess it's just like that other added like exclusivity is you have to be rich enough to be able to buy it off of the the blockchain essentially. But yeah, it is essentially the same thing. Right. That just sounds like a confusing way to buy something. Again, something like an old man yelling at the clouds. I don't get it. And so I, I rely on my kids to, to show me what the hell's going on. And then I, and they get frustrated with me and they walk away. So, <laughs> um, but cool. I mean, the internet's only 20 years old. Right. Right. So, who knows what the next 20 years is going to be? Um, it, it, we got cars that drive themselves. Mm-hmm. Would you get in a car that drives itself? Would you get nope. an Uber without a driver? No, I don't right. think Never. so. No, no way. Exactly. exactly. So it's going to take a long time for stuff like this to get accepted by the masses, right? So you have like maybe one or 2% of people who get it, but you have 98% of the world that don't. So until that number crawls into like 40 or 50%, right? Until your grandmother gets into a, uh, a, a rivalist car, um, it's got a ways to go. Probably not going to happen until I'm the grandmother. <laughs> I feel like it's right. I'll be ordering you the Uber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like your kids are going to live like the Jetsons. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Um, Even though the Jetsons was made in like the 60s, which still blows my mind. It's a whole other. Yeah, whole but other they were thing. spot on. Yeah, yeah they were. We got it all right. We're going to live in space and have space cars. Did you know, and this is totally off topic, but just because you just said the Jetsons, did you know that the Je- there was only two seasons of the Jetsons? Two total. Really? That's and it. they just kept playing the same episodes over and over. I loved the Jetsons growing up, and it was like way before my time too, but I watched them. And so I was looking like I, my Colby had some trivia at his camp and Mike and my husband and I were looking for like the answers online for some of them. And we, we like randomly happed upon this thing that was like, they only had two episodes in 1968 and 1969. Like that's, that's crazy. mind boggling. Uh, Rachel, Rachel has no idea what the Jetsons is, by the way. So it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh... it's- reserved for us old folks yeah it's fine i'll take it um <laughs> all right let's get out of let's get out of the the meta whatever so we're, back, we're back in the real universe we're now. back we're back in, in real life so to transition to a more positive topic besides recession and labor shortages and pandemics and all that stuff obviously you have an extensive background in the hospitality industry what are you seeing as like innovative ways that restaurants can pivot from just doing on-site events and their regular dinner service? Like, you know, we talked about catering a little bit. Maybe you want to elaborate on that and how restaurants can add an extra revenue stream to bring in more money for events, even if they're not on-site. Right. So it's not so much a pivot as an addition. In addition, yeah. Which is, we talked about the lunch using the, your your lunch hours to do more day events, um, especially on the corporate side. Mm-hmm. That's one way. Another way is, you know, using Triple C Direct. Basically, Triple C Direct is just about eliminating all roadblocks of people who want to book at your restaurant, um, eliminating all those roadblocks. You know, we've talked to enough event planners to know that 
the whole dance of here's a proposal, here's the contract, here's our menus, you know, mm -hmm. here's this, here's that. All they want to kind of do is book an event, um, especially if it's an event that re reoccurs all the time or if it's a smaller event, let's say it's like for 10 to 15 people. They just want to just do it. They want, they kind of don't want to go through that whole entire dance. And then also people have gotten used to pick up and delivery, but pick up and delivery for them is just like ordering a pizza or ordering a sandwich. Now, if they're, especially in the summertime, um, they want to do, you know, a backyard barbecue, you know, for 20 of their friends, mm -hmm. they should be able to go on to their favorite barbecue place and not go through all the rigmarole, but just order like 10 racks of ribs and have it delivered to them, or they can go pick it up. You can't do that with your, your classic pickup delivery apps, right? You can only right. order one thing at a time. Um, you can't order things in bulk. So there's an opportunity not just in the summertime, but for any time to let their customers order food in bulk um, using Triple C Direct. And you, you're calling it catering, but it comes in all different flavors. You know, catering can be full on catering, which is, you know, tables and chairs and what have you. Or it could just be catering in the respect of like I'm buying a lot of items, food items that I want to pick up or be delivered to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, that that has never been done before. And now the consumer has been educated and gotten used to goes back to our meta conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Got used to being able to order anything online like that. And that's what Triple C Direct provides to the restaurant and also provides to the restaurant's customers. And that's a really big, big opportunity. I mean, I use barbecue as an example because they're killing it with Triple C Direct. Right. Um, because most times when people buy barbecue items, they don't buy like a rib. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Definitely. Um, so, you know, people buy barbecue in bulk and, mm -hmm. it, and with Triple C Direct, they're just absolutely killing it on that side. So I, for me, for my daughter's birthday party this past weekend, we had about 30 people at the house. Um, and I did. Her, about, are you going to talk about the mermaid or not? Not going to talk. So <laughs> John was really interested in learning more about the mermaid I had at her party. An Ariel impersonator um, who was lovely and did a, a wonderful job of entertaining the children. And that's all I'll say. Um, but, <laughs> but so. Maisie has um, a favorite restaurant in, in near where we live. I'm not going to name any names, obviously, but um, they do catering and they do regular takeout and delivery orders, right? And they use one of those regular takeout and delivery order apps where you can't order catering. So if you have a catering order, you have to call it in. And I am of the generation that hates to call for anything. If we have to make a reservation somewhere and you have to call to make the reservation, I make my husband do it because I hate it. I, I just want to go online. I don't want to speak to anybody. I just want to do what I have to do and be done. With, I don't want to talk to a human. I'm sorry. It's just the yeah, way we, I am. We've got, we've got to the point where the phone isn't for talking. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> want to talk to anybody. I want to order something on my phone. I don't want to talk to anybody. Right. So I called in the catering order. And when I went to pick it up, I... I, I left them my card and I was like, in the name of our local sales rep. And I was like, you really need to look into triple C direct. And the guy was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. trust me. 
<laughs> you need to yeah. direct. It's a total game changer because you're not wrong, right? We were talking about meta, right? And we were saying we, it needs to get to 30 to 40% before it can it get socially acceptable. Yep. Pickup and delivery, because of COVID, got accelerated by bazillion years. Mm -hmm. And now people want it. People are used to it. They're, they're, you're not out of the ordinary by saying, I don't want to talk on the phone. Neither do I. Yeah. Right? Me either. If I can just, <laughs> yeah, if I can just go online and order what I want, for my event and I can be comfortable knowing it'll be delivered to me when I say it, or it'll be hot and ready for me when I say I'm going to pick it up all for it. I'll do it all day long. Right. So if, if I have like 10 to 15 people over to the house and like, shit, I don't want to cook, but nor do I want to order 10 sandwiches, right. triple C directs like money in the bank. It's a game changer. I honestly would have gone to a different place just because I had to call in that order. If it wasn't, for the fact that it was her favorite place to get chicken and fries, chicken tenders and fries. I was like, it's, it's for Maisie. So I'll call for Maisie. But in any other situation, I would have been like, screw that. I'm going someplace so were you, else. Were you on the phone like this? Can I have 10,000 chicken Yeah, nuggets? pretty much. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe I have to oh, do this over the phone. And the woman actually was like laughing. And she was like, I'll pay, I know people hate picking up the phone these days. huh? I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. You answered your own question. Lady. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But anyways, um, so many, yeah. I feel like you said barbecue, I feel like family style Italian food too. And I know Maggiano is one of our customers. They're big on triple seat direct and just like been, been working with them on some marketing stuff. And they like, it's just so easy going onto their website, pick the location, pick out exactly what you want from their family style menu, put in your payment order. And it's literally done. I could do it. If I was having like friends over for a group dinner doesn't have to be anything crazy just i mean it's so easy using triple c yeah. directs that's another great example of like nobody wants to order two meatballs they want to order right. 100 meatballs, right? right so i don't want to put in an order for two meatballs 50 times right right i just want 100 meatballs i want 100 meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> okay <laughs> i've said the the f word many times in this podcast i'm, I'm getting really ramped up over meatballs right <laughs> 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 oh my god, they're meatballs. <laughs> See, a lot of the stuff that gets into triple C is born from like our frustrations. Yeah. Right? 100%. And we're like, well, shit, we can build something to solve our frustrations. Mm -hmm. And triple C threat is a classic example of that. That's true. Yeah. So don't order two meatballs solo, order them through a platform or a, a customer that has triple Z direct so you can get a hundred meatballs at a time. <laughs> That's right. Tell them Rachel sent you. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum of 50 meatballs. Right. Minimum. I want the Rachel special of 50 meatballs. <laughs> I'd love to represent the meatball name on the menu. Uh, especially at Maggiano's. They make some yeah. good meatballs. Yeah. Okay. I'll get the Rachel. The yeah, Rachel. The Rachel. <laughs> That's great. Um, well, uh, I feel like we could switch Kate to the next question about okay. like now that we're kind of switching to triple C. We said you were just saying how a lot of the new products come out of frustrations that we see and what we hear from our customers. So just switching gears into other triple C specific updates over 2022, we've had a lot of awesome new product updates, new integrations with other like enhancements coming in the future. Are there any sneak peeks that you want to talk about that we have coming up through the end of the year, or maybe you expect next year that customers have been out asking for? I do. 
Uh, so a lot of what we build is either it's going to create revenue for the restaurant or it's going to um, make the process faster, easier, which in turn helps the restaurant or the hotel make additional money. So we, we're about to release uh, on the hotel side. So we have a hotel product also. And the hotel product is similar but different than triple seat for restaurants. Um, with hotels, it's a completely different business model. And they have, they might do 10, 15, 20, 50 events a day in one property for like five days. So the amount of events that they do and have to detail is, you know, exponentially larger. So we're releasing um, the ability to not only create all these events, but also make any kind of changes to those events with just with one or two clicks. Um, so that's, it has a very sexy name called Grids. <laughs> you know, Grids. you let developers name things and that's what you get. Very, very literal. <laughs> Grids. <laughs> uh, so that's coming out soon. And that's going to be a real game changer for the on the hotel side, having the ability to uh, make all these changes to your event with just one or two clicks. Um, that's that's going to be a big deal. We're also about to release um, the ability to add items to the banquet event order uh, on the fly if you're not an event manager. That also has a very sexy name called add items to a BEO if you're not a server, if you're not a, an event manager. Um, <laughs> the A-I-E-M and... <laughs> we don't like to waste time on names at Triple Z, right? right. We just, we just doesn't want... Have like, doesn't have cool project names like, you know, like Project Thor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but what this is going to do is like if... if you, so a lot of times... <clears throat> Most of the times, the event managers aren't at the events themselves uh, by the end of the night. And if, let's say, an event has a cash bar or the add items to the event, maybe they added additional hors d'oeuvres or another person came, it, you would have to wait until the event manager the next day can enter that stuff in. So what we've created is using their phone. It's not an app, but it, it's online using their phone or tablet or computer, a server will get assigned a, a special number like one, two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. And they can go in using their number, one, two, three, four, five, and add items to the BEO. And that way, at the end of the night, they can present the, the, the invoice or the banquet event order, an up-to-date one, and have it paid by credit card or leave it on the credit card on file. Um, so that is going to be a big-time convenience for the guest, mm -hmm. uh, so they don't have to wait to the next day to get their bill, and it's also going to be uh, uh, a big time game changer for the restaurant because they're going to get paid for everything right there and then. So there'll yeah. be no confusion if the credit card doesn't go through, or if somebody's kind of like questioning the BEO, saying, "Hey, yeah. listen, we didn't order that, or didn't order this," so you can resolve the entire check on the spot with anybody that has that double secret number and you get access to the BEO. Um, you don't have to have a login with triple C you get access to a QR code. The mm -hmm. server just holds the QR code over their phone over it opens mm -hmm. up the BEO, put in their number, put in the items and done. And 
the guests can pay the same way. You can give them the QR code. It will open up for them. They can put in their credit card or they can leave it with the credit card on file that they have in Triple C. That's, so nice. that's, that's awesome. That's coming up. Then here. like, cause then reporting is accurate too. Cause I, I feel like sometimes, you know, especially now where the labor shortages are, you know, with all those issues, you know, sometimes they, like you said, it's like the next day when they're like adding all the rest of the things because they weren't there for the whole event. And then the next day they're adding everything, but then it's not always added correctly in triple seat. So, you know, it's, you never know, like when you're doing your reporting later on, you don't know if it's accurate or not because some of them weren't closed out the way that maybe they should have been. So. Right. And, gonna, and you're saving yourself some headaches with, with, yeah. with the guest calling up saying, what is this additional charge? I never proved this. Right. right. And you're like, now you got to investigate it. You got to talk to the server. You got to your point, like, did they put it in right or wrong? Right. Um, it gets all resolved that night. Yeah. Right. And you can show your your guest, you know, here's the bill. Are you good with it? Yes, you are. Here, go. You pay it yourself. Um, so it's going to save a lot of time and, and frustration, not only for the guests, but also for the restaurant. Again, another product born out of frustration, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah that's- we do events too, right? right? <clears throat> and we get presented with the bill later or they just charge our card and we're like, whoa, what's yep. this? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to make the phone call. And we're like, I don't understand where this is coming from. And and that's how kind of how that whole thing started was like, yeah. shit, if we're having this problem, everybody's having this problem. Definitely. Yeah, that's huge. I yeah. love that. I love that feature. And we have our we redid our reporting engine mm-hmm. called TARP. That's actually a good name. I like, I like yeah. Right. It's a good so, one. So we redid TARP and that's gonna be coming out in a uh, couple weeks. And what TARP is is it's uh it's a reporting engine. It's kind of business intelligence reporting engine. It does mm-hmm. a little bit deeper dive into your data than our our current reports. So that is going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. It has it has like cool graphs and you can do all sorts of cool stuff with your data. Um, it's a pretty neat tool. I love that. I and like pretty. Then, I like pretty reports. Yeah, I'm big, I'm big into pretty reports. <laughs> Pretty important. And then looking into the future, we're doing a lot of work with Triple Seat Direct. Um, we're going to be adding uh, food and better minimums by event type and by mm-hmm. day. I know that was a big request. And we're also adding uh, with Triple Seat Direct teardown times. Okay. Teardown times. So if you book something from 12 to 1, um, you have an hour teardown time built into it. The next one next event won't be available till two right so that's you don't get back back to back to yourself on yep. on on events so that's that's some stuff we have a lot more coming up but those are the ones that are uh coming up fairly soon big there's some big stuff coming <laughs> we're yeah. always we're always updating i feel like even though i work here and i'm in the product quite often i'm oh i'm always finding things I'm like oh what's this <laughs> so yeah. Little Easter egg time. Going in, you're like, "Oh, that's new. That's all new." Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't haven't seen the um, what was the name? I forgot it again. The grid? No, the oh, I was like, "How did you know?" (laughs) Add in item. Yeah, that one. (laughs) Thanks, John. Rich. N e e i. Yeah, yeah, that one. That's the one. That one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy! All right. Well. 
Thank you for joining us, Jono. I feel like we got a really good review of what's in Jono's mind. That's what we should call this episode, actually. What's in Jono's mind? <laughs> we'll, we'll call it Economics 101. Yes. <laughs> Rachel's meatballs. <laughs> Rachel's <laughs> Side subject, Rachel's meatballs. (laughs) But before, just like a few things. Well, one thing, actually, one big thing before we go is that we wanted to announce that Triple Seat's fifth annual event camp conference is um, open for registration, which is really exciting. Um, An event camp will be taking place on Tuesday, September 13th at the State Room in Boston, followed by a Triple Seat University session on Wednesday, September 14th at District Hall, also in Boston. And both really great uh, venues, both customers, and we're really excited to be hosting there. Um, So if you want to purchase tickets or you need more information, you can visit TripleSeatEventCamp.com to see all the updates, to get your ticket. Um, And early bird pricing is up until August 2nd. So buy your ticket faster than not because prices do go up and they're going to go up very soon. So this is a good idea that Rachel should be making balls at (laughs) like we'll put it in a corner with like a little frying pan and should just be making meatballs. You really, you just want Rachel to make food at something like the pancakes. (laughs) I mean, I'm a pretty good chef. I feel like you could get, I mean, we could have Maggiano's like, cater it why not they're local there's one right down the street from where the venue is so you know save rachel some labor yeah thank you, thank you. we'll just label we'll just label the meatballs rachel's, rachel's meatballs. meatballs so look out for those at event camp another reason why you should buy your ticket Absolutely. <laughs> well thank you everyone it. for listening today and we'll talk to you all next week all right thank you thank you Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Two Chicks, Three Seats, your events industry podcast brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader for event management software. Find out more about Triple Seat at TripleSeat.com.